Good morning, everybody. This is Luke with The Way Podcast. Hope you are off to a good start to your new year. And uh, today, just want to dive into a little bit about this term disciple. Uh, We talk a lot about discipleship with 5-2 Ministries and part of being a disciple is being a student of, of the word that John 15 says that we um, to be Christ's disciples must abide in his word and his word must abide in us. And when we are connected to Christ, we will bear much fruit and we will prove to be his disciples. And so it's kind of what these little mini podcasts are for is to encourage us to be in the word, um, to have an encouragement in the morning or whatever, whatever you may listen um, to make sure that our priority is truly on the word of God. It's so easy to be distracted and um, I want to read out of Luke chapter 14, kind of been in this section of scripture for last couple sessions, but Luke 14 verse 25, um, we're not going to break down this whole scripture, but I just want to see where does this term discipleship come from? So Luke fourteen twenty-five says, now great crowds accompanied him, meaning Jesus, and he turned and said to him, to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. So we look at this scripture, it's a pretty intense scripture that uh, Jesus is saying that we have to really count the cost in order to be his disciple, that relationships cannot come between us and, and him. Our own life, our own comforts cannot come between us and him, and our possessions cannot become between us and him. And that just like building a tower or going to war, you've got to count the cost of can I really win this battle? And we look at becoming a disciple of Christ, total self-abandonment, Um, self-denial, picking up our cross, isn't possible um, outside the power of the gospel. This is what we need Jesus for. But we're trusting because Christ is working in us that we can and we will um, surrender, that we will uh, follow um, the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so this isn't about being tough enough or being disciplined enough, sacrificial enough. This is about what happens as we respond to Um, the gospel. What happens is we respond to uh, the hope of Jesus Christ is we surrender. That what God is giving us is so good and it's so true, we're willing to give up what we think is good and give up what we think is true to receive what, what God has given us. But Jesus says this whole disciple, this word disciple three times. And I actually just preached on this scripture um, at the Chuck Wagon Church. So if you want to look at their Facebook feed to really break down this scripture, you can. But um, for the purpose of this, just short message this morning, is Jesus uses the word disciple three times, and he uses the word disciple a lot. And the history of this word is just during the time, specifically rabbis, 
other people would have disciples too, but specifically rabbis would, would travel and teach in different areas and their disciples would follow them and learn the scriptures, learn how to teach and learn how to be a rabbi. So in essence, a disciple was a follower of someone who learned from them, a student. And so Jesus wasn't a official rabbi by the religious establishment, but many people called him rabbi, called him teacher. And so he had disciples. And during the ministry of Christ, these disciples had various levels of commitment. Some people were kind of seeking him, not quite sure about him. Um, some people were, were fairly committed, um, but still kind of came and went. And others, like the 12 disciples, followed him everywhere he went um, and were truly committed with their lives. And we see that Jesus lays out some of these terms that, hey, if you want to really be my disciple, if you want to follow me, if you want to learn from me, you're going to have to give up relationships. You're going to have to give up your own life. You're going to have to give up your possessions. And what we see throughout the gospels is those disciples, those followers and learners of Jesus who were not fully committed, they walked away. Those seekers, those people who were just interested, they didn't last. Um, the people who were pretty committed um, they also didn't really last. Once um, persecution and trials come, we see over and over and over in the scriptures, um, disciples, those who are following Jesus, learning from him, they left him. But then finally, we see the group that, that stuck with him. Even they denied him at the cross, but yet they were forgiven and they were redeemed and they were reconciled to Christ through his resurrection by his grace and through faith. And so we see that the, the life of Jesus was centered around discipleship. And we see the ministry of Jesus was centered around discipleship. He used the term disciple a lot. It's used over 260 times in the New Testament. But what we see in the book of Acts that's interesting is there's a transition, transition from, um, you know, talking about those who would believe in Christ or, you know, that term, I guess, never was specifically used. And the term Christian really wasn't used till later on in the book of Acts. But what the disciples did is they, they took this word that Jesus used, this concept of discipleship that was familiar to their culture. And when they would see believers, when the book of Acts records the early church seeing believers or adding believers um, to the group, they called them disciples. So it's interesting because the early disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus, they understood that being a disciple really was synonymous with salvation. That coming to Christ, believing on his grace through faith, it's not a work, but it's by grace through faith, led them to being a disciple. And so a disciple was someone who followed Jesus. Someone who followed Jesus was someone who had received God's grace through faith. And so we don't see in the New Testament, a distinguishing between disciple and believer. Um, and I think that's a distinguish, that, that is a distinguishing mark that gets made today in the church that I believe is false, that um, to be a believer is to be a disciple. Now, that doesn't mean we have everything figured out, but it's the attitude of our heart. It's the direction of our heart. Are we surrendered to Christ? Now, that might not look um, surrendered always on the outside in the sense of um, doesn't mean we've had a a complete and total, totally sanctified uh, surrender doesn't mean that it's um, fully matured, but the direction of our heart is, the attitude of our heart is, I am surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I am forsaking what I have so that I can obtain what God is giving me. And so this the history of this word disciple was something that just moved from the ministry of Jesus 
calling his followers disciples. And then here he's saying, hey, for you, quote unquote, disciples who are following me and learning from me, you're not really my disciple unless you're willing to forsake all that you have. That's what he says in Luke 14. So he's telling those people who are casually following him, you're not really my disciples. And he would say the same thing today. People who are casually believing in Christ, um, you're not my disciples. And he says that in Matthew 7, that there will be many who say, Lord, Lord, we're your disciples. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. You're not my disciple. And so as you consider, and as you read in the scripture, you see this term disciple. Um, he is describing the attitude, the heart posture of the believer, not a higher form of spirituality, not a higher form of Christian. But um, we are saved by grace through faith. But true salvation, a powerful gospel, produces disciples, doesn't produce casual followers. Now, we can, mom we can have momentary um, lapses. We can have failures. Um, we can have seasons even of, of not embracing the call that's on our life. But the truth is, a disciple is a believer, a believer's disciple. And if we don't see ourselves fitting the mold of a disciple, we should be warned. Yeah, we could have a season of failing, but we also could not be saved. That could be a reality. That's why Jesus gave these warnings is he didn't want to give people a false sense of assured salvation. And so the point isn't to always be questioning our salvation. We should be assured of our salvation because of the finished work of Christ. And we should also be assured of our salvation because the finished work of Christ is making a difference in our life today. If it's making no difference, again, we should be, we should be concerned. And so this term disciple, it's a really important word to, to understand because this is how the early church, read the book of Acts, the early church distinguished saved people from non-saved people as the disciples. So Father God, I thank you for your faithfulness. God, I pray that we would be your disciples. I pray that we would forsake all that we have to follow you and that you would change the direction of our heart from being selfish to being um, selfless and surrendered to you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So guys, as always, if you um, want to study the scripture more, you want to get more in depth, you want some discipleship, please reach out to us at www.52ministries.org. We'd love to connect with you. Come check out Valor Boxing. We're raising some funds for a boxing ring. You can give to this at our website. Just put in the comment um, that's going towards the boxing ring. We've got some kids that are growing in Christ, growing in boxing, and want to compete. And we think it'd be a great thing for our community and for our program. So God bless you all. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.